You know, just in speaking the name of Jesus, darkness has to flee. You know, in speaking the name of Jesus, fear is overcome. You know, I think there's a lot of us that stepped into this place today with a lot of things going on. I don't know what you walked in here with. I, I know what I walked in here with. And I want to do a, a little something different right now. I want you guys to pull out your cell phones. Everybody pull out your cell phone. And I want you to turn on your flashlight. All right, let me see your flashlight. If you're excited to be here, wave your flashlight. Half of you, okay, awesome. Okay, you can put them down. Keep your flashlight on though. I wanna get a little bit more serious for a minute. If you stepped in this place today, and you feel overwhelmed or you feel tired, I want you to raise up your light. I want you to keep them up. If you stepped in here today and you are in desperate need of encouragement, I want you to raise up your light. If you walked in here today and you're struggling with anxiety or depression, I want you to raise up your light. Now I want you guys to take a second and I want to want you to look around real quick at all the lights that are in the air. When you stepped into church this morning, you didn't step into a group of people that are perfect and have it all together. You stepped into a group of people that are facing the same needs and challenges and discouragement and overwhelming places that you are. take just a moment and I want to pray for you guys. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning and God, you see the deepest recesses of our soul. God, and you care. You see our situation. You see the, the desperation. You see the anxiety. You see the tiredness and the overwhelmed places of our life. And God, I believe that today that you want to speak directly to that. So God, I pray that even in our need, even in our place of difficulty right now, God, that we would open ourselves up to receive what it is that you want to speak to us this morning. And God, that this would be a place of, of hope and encouragement, God, and strength would be infused back into our life. God, in your word it says that when you send your word out, that it does not return void, but it accomplishes that which you send it out for. And God, this morning, your word is here to accomplish something in these very spaces of our heart. And God, we surrender to you this morning. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.
You guys can be seated. You can turn off your lights. I know it's a very different way to start off a service. But what I really want us to realize is that we're not walking through these things in life alone. You know, I think so many times we can, we're in these places of desperation or with these, in these places of needs or just feeling overwhelmed and we can feel like we're going it alone and that nobody really gets it or understands. But the reality is that our neighbor, the person sitting next to us, the people in our family, our coworkers, they are walking through those same things that we are. But the enemy just has this way of making us feel like we are the only one. And that nobody really understands or nobody gets it. And I'm here to tell you guys, and I feel like God has this message that he wants to communicate to you guys today that is actually going to flip the script a little bit on our need. In the areas of our life that we feel deficient in or we feel overwhelmed in. And I believe that God wants to speak some stuff into those places in our life. And so I want to challenge you guys a little bit this morning. You know, what if these places, the reason that we raised up our light, what if the very need that was present in our life, the very thing that we needed the most, what if we began to give that away to other people? You know, because the reality is there's people sitting all across this room that have the same need that we do, and we know exactly what they need to hear, or we know exactly the encouragement that needs to be in their life. What if what we needed we actually gave away to other people? Because we get so inward focus sometimes about our needs. You know, in a world full of smartphones and and selfies, it kind of forces us to be inward focused. And we begin to look introspectively about all of the things that we might not have or the areas that we feel deficient or tired. But actually in Luke 6.31 it says this, maybe you've heard it before, Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. See, what this is saying is do unto others what you need for yourself. Do unto others what you would have them do unto you. See, most of us are walking around going, man, I need somebody to encourage me. I need somebody to help me. I need, I need, I need Well, what if we began to give that away? What if we began to do unto others what we needed for ourselves? You know, the Bible talks a whole lot about the, the principle of sowing and reaping. And here's one of the, the questions, one of the notes that I want to give you guys. What if we began to take the own, our own need in life and turned it into seed? What if we turned our own need into seed? And let me me show you a little bit of of what that means. So in Proverbs 11, 24 and 25, it says this. One person gives freely 
yet gains even more. Does not make sense. See, in God's economy, God's kingdom, everything is backwards. Like what you think should be actually isn't. It says one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, which is what we do many times in our, in our greatest places of need and desperation. I do it constantly, is I withhold, I turn inward and I go, I need this, I need this, I need this, people need to give me this. So it says, he, another withholds unduly and comes to poverty. See, we are living these impoverished lives because we are constantly looking to fulfill that need ourselves rather than giving it away, rather than turning our need into seed in other people's life. It says this, a generous person will prosper. And this is my favorite, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. So, so many times we're walking around and we're needing refreshing. We are needing rest. We are needing all of these things. But this principle is saying, if you need to be refreshed, refresh others. What if we took our need and we turned it into seed? You know, God talks about this principle of sowing and reaping in 2 Corinthians 9.10, it says this, and God who supplies seed for the what? Sower. Not seed for the keeper, seed for the sower. And bread to eat will also supply you with all the seed that you need and will make it grow and produce a rich harvest from your generosity. So here's, here's what that looks like. I have... These seed packets, God has given us all these seeds in life, right? We, we all have seeds, but now we also have a need. So on the front of every seed, there's something that is going to be produced from that seed, right? And so many of us have something we need. This is corn, right? But if you plant vegetables, what does it do? It provides nourishment to you, right? So you could say, this is, this is corn, but you could replace the corn with what do you need in your life? Do you need encouragement? Do you need rest? Do you need peace of mind? What is it that you need? And put that on the front of this seed package. See, nothing really happens if we never begin to plant the seed to produce the harvest of what we need. And what actually happens is we're all walking around and we're going, where is my corn? God, I need corn. My Mexican dishes, my tacos are very bland without my corn. <laughs> That's not even on a Mexican taco, is it? Okay. I don't even like corn on my tacos. <laughs> but we're walking around. And we're going, where is the fulfillment of my need? And actually, some of us are trying to consume the seed that God has given us. 
We're trying to consume what we need. Give me what I need. Give me what I need. And we're trying to consume the seed that's supposed to be planted to produce the harvest of what we need in our life. So what if our need was actually our seed? And so many of us, we desire the harvest of things in our life that we've never bothered to plant, even though we possess the seed to produce it. So what if we took our need and we made it our seed? Because the total reality is, you guys, sitting in this room, the things that you are walking through, we saw it. Other people in this room are walking through the very same things. And you, again, you know exactly what needs to be planted in their life, the words of encouragement, the things that need to be said to the people that are sitting around you, your coworkers, your family. It doesn't matter. All the lights went up in here. You could go in your workplace and do the same exact thing, and the same number of lights would go up because we are all walking through something, but we have the answer to what people are walking through. So why are we expecting a harvest of something that we've never planted? We want opportunity. We're not doing anything with the opportunity that's in front of us. We want somebody to encourage us, then we need to be an encouragement. So let me ask you this, what have you been planting? Have you been planting negativity, criticism, doubt? Because we're producing or we're reaping a harvest of what we've planted. And I think one of the greatest tools that we possess is actually right here in our voice and the words that we speak. Because I don't, I don't care what it is you're facing. I don't care if you need, you're overwhelmed and you need rest. It's anxiety. It's, you know, whatever it is that you need, a word of encouragement can bring rest and relief to someone. A word of encouragement can calm anxious thoughts. The Bible actually said a good word is like medicine. And if all of us in this room who are sitting in need, myself included, would begin to turn our need into seed, can you imagine how our life would feel, the satisfaction, the life, the hope that would begin to come from the people in this room because we've taken responsibility to be an encouragement to other people. We've decided to take the need that is in our own life, and instead of holding on to it, we've decided to be an encouragement to somebody else. Have you ever encouraged somebody and then been like, man, I am, I am sad I did that. That felt terrible. No. It feels good when you can begin to encourage others and, and to give back and to breathe life, even in the midst of your pain. Because I don't know about you guys, sometimes I can get so inwardly focused on what is happening that I can't see anybody else. And we have to make it a practice to begin to, to find ways 
to encourage. You know, in Proverbs 18, 20 through 21, it says this, from the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. In the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. I wonder if the satisfaction of our life has to do with what's coming out of our mouth. You know, for, for many years, well, it was many years ago I learned this lesson. You know, I was walking into conversations, and people would come up to me, and they'd be like, Shayla, how, how are you doing today? And I'd be like, man, I'm tired. Gosh, I'm, I'm just exhausted. I think they expected to come up to the pastor's wife and her be like, I'm blessed and highly favored, you know, like, <laughs> nope, sorry, I'm real. Um, and every conversation that I would go into, people would ask, Shayla, how you doing? Ugh, I'm just exhausted. And I, not long after that, I started realizing, man, I, I think I've had this answer for Every question that the person has come up to me today and the, over these last couple weeks, I'm just tired and I'm exhausted. And I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit coming from T.J. McCormick. <laughs> Hate it when he's right. And he said, Shayla, I don't know if you realize this, but all you've been saying lately is that you're tired. And it's like this light went off. And I was like, I'm, I, you know what? I'm not going to say I'm tired anymore. You know what? When somebody, I, I still might be tired, but when somebody asks me, I'm going to say, you know what? I am persevering. You know what? It is a good day. You know what? I am, I am making it today, man. God's doing some amazing things in my life. I am, I am getting up and I am moving forward. You know what? It's a good day. The production of our lips begins to, to satisfy us or it begins to starve us. So if you want to change the satisfaction of your life, change the declaration of your lips. Because so many of us, it's in, and you guys, it's not that we can't say what's happening in our life. We can. Just don't let it flow in every conversation. Like, speak life, speak truth, speak encouragement, not only over the people around you, but to yourself. Find something good to say and say it. Because the satisfaction of your life starts with the declaration of your lips. In Ephesians 4.29, it says this. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Ugh. Nobody else feels the way to that, huh? <laughs> but only what is helpful for building others up according to whose needs? Their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. See, what if we turned our need into seed and we began to be a voice of encouragement to the people around us who desperately need it just like we do? It would change our relationships, our perspective, 
the satisfaction of our life, if we begin to make it about other people and not ourselves, and I want to tell you guys, like, I want to make this practical, and I want to give you guys some practical ways that you can encourage, and I'm just going to be real honest with you. I am terrible at encouraging. Like, people that know me are like, Shayla is not an encourager. So I'm like, of, of course, God, you would want me to talk about encouragement. Why? Because if I stand up here, then I have to do it. He wants me to practice what I preach. So I, I've, this week, I actually knew what God was wanting me to talk about, and I started texting some people. I'm like, who's good at this? I'm like, let me encourage them real quick. You know, I'm like texting and Facebooking and all these people that I see, like, I've, I see this happening in your life. I don't know if I was trying to, like, make up for lost time or, you know, like, be good at something I'm not really good at. But I, I've watched other people be encouragers, and I've learned so many things about encouragement. And the first one is this, be positive. Have you ever been around a negative person? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear Lord, if you are negative, I promise I am avoiding you like the plague. Like, if you see me, like, <laughs> you're negative. Listen, be positive. Speak life and encouragement. You can't live a positive life if you're always speaking negative. You can't be an encourager if you have negative words constantly coming out of your mouth. We love to be around positive people. I mean, Kyle, I love to be around Kyle. He's staring at me with a blank stare and a frown because he knows I'm going to be like, Kyle is always smiling. Smiley Kylie is what we call him sometimes. <laughs> But when you're around somebody that's just positive and encouraging, many years ago I went through sales training and one of the things that they teach you in sales training is when, when you're talking over the phone, if you will just smile, it changes the words that come out of your mouth and you sound much more genuine and reassuring. If we would just smile and be positive, Man, there's so much encouragement and so much life that enters in us. When you are around a positive person, you can't help but feel a little bit of joy. Yeah. TJ is like over the top this morning with like, he's like dancing outside. He, I, was, I was out here walking in the hallway and he's like skipping through the hall. I was like, what is wrong? My message really impacted you. It's hard not to be happy when somebody's skipping down the hallway. Like, be positive people. I mean, we're Christians for God's sake. Let's not walk around with frowns and grumpy. Be positive. You know, there was, this past year, I've struggled with something that I've never struggled with before. I began to struggle with anxiety from some of the things that were going on in my life. And anxiety can really be debilitating. It can be something that really stops you in your tracks and you really have such a clouded mental state that it's hard to kind of overcome some of the things that are going on in your head. And I would sit there with TJ and be like, oh gosh, I'm so, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so anxious, I'm so, and I would just, kept speaking and speaking and speaking, and finally one day I was like, no. 
you know what, I might feel this way, but feelings are an indicator, not a dictator of how I act and respond and walk out my life. I might feel that way, but that is not going to dictate my attitude as I walk through life and with the people around me because I don't want to be a drain on my family. So while that might be part of my life, I can overcome that and I can choose something different. So be positive. Number two, get specific. What do I mean by that? There is such power in specific encouragement. You know, and I'll, I'll tell it to you like this. Like, I could walk up to Jasmine and be like, Jasmine, thanks so much for serving every week. Hey, that's encouragement. I'm thanking her for, for serving every week. Or I can get specific and I can say, Jasmine, thank you so much for pouring into these kids. I have watched you these last few years work through your own issues and your own insecurities to overcome those things so that you can see people that were in the same place that you were and you can breathe life back into them. Thank you for working through those things and for serving even when you didn't want to. See, we can be generic or we can get specific. And there is such power in specific encouragement. The next one is, if you think something good, say it. Why is it then when we think negative things, it's so easy to voice that? But when we think something positive, for some reason, we hold on to it. Jasmine's still crying. It's, um. <laughs> the power of specific encouragement. If you think something good, say it. How many times do we have a good thought about someone? How many times are we sitting in prayer or reading our Bible or, or any of those things and we, God brings somebody to our mind? But why do we just let that pass by? Why don't we take the time to send a text or, or write a note or make a phone call? Because just like you guys are in desperate need of something for your own life, so is everyone else around you. And if you think something good, please say it. I mean, how many of you guys have saved a voicemail from somebody that was like encouraging and you just keep it on your phone and you listen to it every now and then? Or a text message or an email that somebody has sent you that you're just like, when I need encouragement, I need to go back to this. Listen, be that for somebody else. You think something good, say it and be specific. You know, Nelson Mandela was an incredible man. TJ and I actually got to go to South Africa a few years ago on a missions trip, and we decided to extend our trip and take a little bit of vacation time as well, and we went to Cape Town. And just off Cape Town, there's this little island called Robbins Island, and it's where Nelson Mandela was held in prison for 27 years. And what an incredible man. 
And I remember walking through this prison and seeing the cell that they held Nelson Mandela in and, and the walls and the, just the confinement that were there, 27 years. I can't imagine how desperate he was for just a word of encouragement. Just something that would say, just keep going. Just hang in there. And after he got out of prison, he said something. He said, it is never my custom to use words lightly. If 27 years in prison have done anything to us, it was to use the silence of solitude to make us understand how precious our words are and how real speech is in its impact on the way that people live and die. There is someone that needs your words of life today. And you may already have that person in your head. You know, as we get ready to close out this morning, will you guys take out your cell phones again? I want you to think about somebody that has impacted you. Maybe it's somebody that needs encouragement, that you know needs encouragement. Maybe it's somebody that God has just brought to your mind. I want you to text them right now. And I want you to get specific. The cell phone service in here stinks, but when you get outside, it'll go through. So just do it, okay? I'm going to give you a minute to do it. Because this could be life to somebody today. This could be the hope that they need. are taking a while. You are getting specific. Good job. I see tears in this place. There's people that have impacted you. And you have the same power to do that for other people. Let us never take for granted power of our words, the power of encouragement, the power of the seed that God has given us. And what it can do in someone's life and in turn what it can do in ours. 
Maybe you didn't have your cell phone today. You know what? Go old school and write a note and put it in the mail. I love handwritten notes. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, yes, they took the time. I want you guys to bow your heads and close your eyes. I don't want to diminish the needs that are in this room. Because we have some very real needs that are present. Anxiety, depression, being overwhelmed. Fear. Resentment. There are very real and present things that we have to deal with every single day. And I want to pray for all of us this morning. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you that you care so deeply about the things that affect us. God, I pray that we would have a realization God, of who you are and that we would begin to surrender those places of our life that are holding us captive, that are keeping us down. God, that we would surrender those things to you this morning. God, your word says to cast our cares upon you because you care. And God, I pray that every single day that we get up, that again and again and again, Father, we would surrender those things to you every day. That we would look for the people around us that need encouragement, God, as we are surrendering our needs, God, that we would begin to give those things away. And Lord, that you would produce a harvest of blessing in our life. that we would do good to those that we see that we have the opportunity to speak life to. God, that you would heal hearts in this place, that you would give strength, that you would give encouragement. God, we thank you so much for who you are. It's in Jesus' name that I pray.